James kept an eye on the last passenger coach, stretching his free hand, ready to grab the balcony's railing once within reach. Any second now. He saw the iron frame out of the corner of his eye and locked on, hollering for Jesse to jump. Quick like a rabbit, he leapt onto the car's bottom footstep while Jesse bounded into the air. James pulled his arm in tight, guiding Jesse to join him on the step. Once Jesse realized she had made it onto the train safely, the girl latched onto the adjoining handrail like she would never let go, until James pleaded for her to make room for Suzanne. Get on the platform. Hurry! Jesse's legs felt like mush as the floor she stood on swayed and shook, forgetting for a moment what it was like to be on a moving train. She struggled to keep her balance as James swung his hand back around for Suzanne, but it was too late. She had fallen behind and could not catch up. Seeing only two car lengths left, James leapt inside the windowless mail and baggage car, then hustled through the dark compartment and vaulted out the opposite end. The caboose coach pulled in front of Suzanne and immediately took her from his sight. Knowing there would not be another chance, James charged into the end car and flew down the aisle, only to be blocked by the interior caboose door in the middle of the car. He flipped the handle to discover that it was locked. The top of Suzanne's head passed below the windows in his peripheral. James was out of time. He took one step back and used the heel of his boot to smash in the door, startling a couple out of their sleep. The occupier screamed and panicked, unable to comprehend where they were or what was happening, as James darted past the foot of their bed and out onto the rear terrace. Hanging from the caboose's edge, he reached out as Suzanne arrived at the end of the train and grabbed her hand, too engaged to notice the chupacabra charging up the tracks like a bullet until the monster latched itself onto the balcony railing. It was the first time he had ever laid eyes on the creature, and it was more horrific than anything he could have ever imagined. James delayed Suzanne's rescue for the briefest of moments, but it was long enough for her to lose her footing. The jolt of her falling weight tugged his body forward, slamming his head against the railing and putting him face to face with the creature, close enough that James could smell the blood of its victims on its breath when the monster opened its mouth. True to his promise, James did not let go, despite his newfound fear. He pulled Suzanne's hand to the guardrail. She took hold, then hoisted one leg to the bottom rung. Once on board, her concern shifted to James and the danger he was facing as the chupacabra's gaping mouth readied for attack. An ample middle-aged man, still in his night garments, burst onto the balcony with his specially manufactured Winchester rifle, angrily shouting, I demand to know who you are, sir, and what meaning... Then silenced himself once he peered into the demonic crimson eyes of an unrecognizable beast. No longer concerned with the intruder... The overstuffed man trained his rifle on the creature. James heard the cocking of metal, then ducked. The shot blasted his ears as if he were standing next to exploding dynamite. The monster's grip was torn from the railing. It plummeted backwards, crashing onto the snow-covered terrain, then somersaulted to a painful stop. The burly gentleman leaned against the caboose railing, then pulled the rifle's lever and fired again. James leaned over the side to help Suzanne onto the balcony, despite the gentleman's repeated blasting that pounded against his already ringing eardrum. The unremitting creature was coming back. Good Christ Almighty, the man bellowed, astounded by the beast's tenacity and stamina as it zigzagged out of each bullet's path, 
However, it was only Suzanne who could hear the man continue squawking. What the hell is that thing? That ain't gonna help, she warned, pointing to the rifle, while quickly escorting James past him and into the caboose. The man suspected just as much coming from a woman who could not recognize a Frontier model Winchester when she saw one and would not know the weapon was the first of its kind, a prototype given to him and only four others. Reloaded, he spun around to show just how much harm his exemplar rifle would cause that thing. However, he did not anticipate the monster's incredible speed. The chupacabra had caught up with the train. It leapt back onto the railing, then bit through the man's double chin. The creature pulled its head back with a large chunk of bone between its teeth. The man's head fell back and dangled by the flesh of his nape before his whole body dropped and spread across the terrace. 